everybody, and welcome to The Snap, a Marvel Cinematic Universe recap podcast where we recap the latest and greatest of the MCU. My name is Kayla, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the first half of Loki, um, one of my favorite people in the MCU. I'm so happy we get this this beautiful man back. Um, anyways, today, uh, the guest talking to me about Loki uh, is Kayla. How are you? This is weird because it's two Kaylas, so it'll you'll you'll get used to it. But <laughs> Kayla, how are you? I know. I'm I'm great. I actually have not ever met someone with the same name as me just kind of wow, weird really but now now we're here well we're here and we're doing the damn thing and it's, it's great a big day <laughs> we also have in common that we are um one direction stands so that was a part of our life yes. um yes so that's fun and um i i crept your twitter you are are you bisexual yes Okay, look at that. Two Kaylas, bisexual, talking about Loki, who is also bisexual, and <laughs> One Direction stands. Come on. It's, it's insane. Can't, like, looking in the mirror better. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Kayla, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am a recent Northeastern University graduate. Um, I am a media producer based in Boston in New York City. Uh, between the two, I'm also a singer-songwriter. Um, I did release my first EP last year called Outcry. Um, mm. Loki is my favorite Marvel character, so very excited to talk about him. Um, and also, I am very active on TikTok. If you, <laughs> if anyone wants to watch me on TikTok after this, <laughs> I am a Sokayla. It's like Ahsoka and Kayla. Oh Combined. shit! Are you a Star Wars <laughs> person too? I am a Star Wars person as oh, well. Wow. Look at us! Who would have thought? It's amazing. Anakin <laughs> and Loki are are the two. They're the two. That'll that'll do it for you. <laughs> well, um, that's really awesome. Congrats on the EP. That's very Thank fun. You. We'll make sure to link that um in the show notes. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, today we are talking about Loki, which is really awesome because it is the Loki from the first Avengers movie, um, which is my favorite Marvel movie out of all of them. And uh, yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, it takes place directly after the events of Endgame when they go back in time and they accidentally screw up and Loki is should be going off to Asgard into jail but instead grabs the um what what the tesseract I've I was about to say just infinity stone uh grabs the tesseract and blips out of there somewhere else and there it starts so um yeah before we get started on the recap Kayla do you have any questions or anything that you want to talk about I don't think so I think I'm ready let's do it okay Loki, yes. Uh, so starting with episode one, it is titled Glorious Purpose, um, and it released on June 9th of 2021. Loki is arrested by the Time Variance Authority, the TVA, uh, when he creates a new timeline after escaping from the Battle of New York with the Tesseract in 2012. The TVA resets the timeline, and this variant, Loki, stands trial in front of a judge, Ravana Renslayer, for crimes against the sacred timeline. Loki blames the situation on the Avengers, who had traveled back in time to 2012, but Renslayer says their actions were meant to happen, unlike Loki's escape. Agent Mobius M. Mobius. How did I not realize his name was Mobius M. Mobius? That's ridiculous. (laughs) I didn't know that either. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Uh, So Mobius M. Mobius takes Loki to the Time Theater to review his past misdeeds and question his history of hurting people. He reveals that Loki, in his intended future, inadvertently causes the death of his adopted mother, Frigga. Loki attempts to escape, but gives up after realizing that the TVA's power exceeds that of the Infinity Stones. He returns to the Time Theater and watches more future events, including his own death at the hands of Thanos. He then agrees to help Mobius hunt another Loki variant who has killed several TVA agents and stolen their timeline, resetting charges. Um, yeah. That's that's 
basically episode one. There's not too much missing. There was a scene where um, Mobius, uh, who is played by Owen Wilson, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, you should know that if you're listening to this episode, but if not, it's fine. Um, he goes to like a church and there's like, mm-hmm. he's checking out the scene and then he helps this little kid and then they point to this like glass statue the stained glass statue of like the devil and they're like this is what did it um which at first i was like i was like oh shit they're gonna they're actually gonna give us mephisto because that's all we wanted for um wandavision but no uh they were talking about loki and um yeah what did you what did you think about this episode kayla yeah, I I really love this episode. I think it was the strongest Marvel pilot episode that we have had so far. Um, yes, during that whole devil thing, um, I was watching it with my boyfriend, Christian, who you also know. Um, and he was like, oh my god, they're <laughs> finally bringing Mephisto back. And I was like, we, we have to stop with this. <laughs> it's going too far. <laughs> um, but I, I really liked it. Um, my my biggest critique, I don't know if this is just a personal thing, I can't I can't watch Owen Wilson without thinking of Night at the Museum, Tiny Cowboy <laughs> Man. Um I love <laughs> So, um yeah, that might just be a me thing, but he will always be um Jedediah to me. Um <laughs> But I I loved it. I loved the shirtless Tom Hiddleston. Oh what a good moment. What a scene. That was a great scene. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, I <laughs> loved the stack of papers with everything he ever said on it. Although I, although I feel like his stack would be much larger, but got the point across. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like it would have been a, a lot bigger because he does run his mouth quite a bit. <laughs> Um, I, I liked, um, I don't know if you saw that interview he did where he actually, I forget, might have been Kimmel or something, he actually showed us, like, the signature he did on when he signed the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was cute, that oh, we that actually cute. got to see Loki's signature. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was very strong. Um, seeing Loki cry made me very upset. I know. Yeah, uh, that whole that whole scene was really emotional because like you know, seeing yourself die is like one thing to really like <laughs> to really process, but then to see like your brother crying over you uh, and like everybody's always like, "Oh, Loki Loki didn't really care about Thor until Ragnarok," but it's like, "No, I think he always cared about Thor. It just he felt he felt bitter and left out, and that's kind of what made him be the way that he was. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he definitely always cared about Thor. Um, and oh, what was I just gonna say? Oh, yeah, and like oh, when he when he saw like the video of Thor and he was like smiling and like happy, kind of happy, crying and like laughing. Um, mm-hmm. I really loved that, and I I'm not sure if he knows that Thor like lived. Yeah. Because they didn't show anything past right. his death. Yeah, so, you're right. It's yeah. like right when that explosion happens, that's all he sees and then it ends. So he probably thinks that Thor is dead right now. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, how so. how freaking sad for Loki. <laughs> how He's a sad I, boy. Yeah, the best sad boy. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that was it's it's funny too because there's this whole scene where like he goes to like essentially like it's like a lost and found but they just like take stuff from people and there's a whole bunch of infinity stones and he's like how do you have all these and they're just like oh we use them all the time for like random things in the office and he just like stares up at the the like (laughs) time uh the sacred timeline like big uh screen he's like this is the most powerful thing in the universe. And it's just so funny because there's this whole drawer of infinity stones that are useless, basically. If if only the Avengers knew. Right. They would be pissed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I also, I had a note on the infinity stones and him being like, oh, like, is this the greatest power? Because all he's ever wanted is power. And now that he, he well, when he learned that he, he dies, 
And then he learns that, like, maybe what he thought was the greatest power in the universe isn't powerful. So he's just going through a crisis. After getting read for filth, too, because Mobius was like, you know, you talk a lot about winning and, like, getting things, but, like, you lose a lot. Like, all you do is lose. It's in your nature, basically, to, like, lose things. And I'm just like, stop. Stop. (laughs) He truly went through an entire arc like more of an arc than i have seen with some other marvel characters in one episode in one episode yeah i was like how will we continue he has arced (laughs) so uh, i was confused at that point on on what was going to happen next because because we had a whole arc in, Mm -hmm. in like 40 minutes um the end of the episode is cool because uh he revealed mobius reveals that like the person they are hunting is Loki. And then you're like, what? Um, <laughs> so that was really cool because then you're like, you, you get this clip and you see a hooded figure, um, like basically killing a whole bunch of other TVA um, agents and stuff. And then you're like, oh, like, is that Loki? And then it kind of gets revealed the next episode that there's like Loki variants. So there's, it's Loki, but it's a different type of Loki, so it'll look different or it'll have a different vibe going on. Um, did you think that... Uh, I don't know why I have to preface spoilers because like it, we're past that. Uh, did you think that this was going to be a, a girl when, when you watched the first episode? Uh, yeah, I think I pretty much knew it was Lady Loki from... Or I guess Sylvie from just theories and stuff. Um, I know originally when we saw the concept poster and it had that hooded figure the only thing i could think of was red skull and i was like there's no way red skull's in this but it looks like him um Mm -hmm. but obviously now i know that's not true (laughs) um but but yeah i'm 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 super i'm digging sylvie lady loki yeah sylvie's really cool yeah, I think everybody kind of knew what Marvel was doing um, when they released the first trailer and then you could see him like sitting next to somebody with like short blonde hair and everybody was like, oh, it's Black Widow. He's going back to that timeline. And then everybody's like, no, that's not who that is. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was uh, Sophia uh, DiMartino. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but she was cast and then like never had a name next to it so like we kind of like put two and two together um but i still think the reveal is pretty cool um in the next episode but but yeah Yeah, i i liked this episode a lot it was i feel like it was the perfect um it was the perfect entrance to what the series is going to be about and on top of that like i said the avengers is my favorite marvel movie and we got a a little run through of that again so Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so I guess I should say Thor Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie, and they have been just referencing um, Ragnarok a lot. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. In the show so far. I don't know if you noticed in the third episode when he like jumps out of the train and he like lands. <gasps> he does like the same landing <laughs> from Ragnarok that he does in uh, in Strange's office when he's like. Yes. <laughs> yes. Really yes. Good. Yes. Yes. So um, good. What was the other thing? In, I think it was the first episode, I, I don't even know if Marvel meant to do this, but in the TVA, there's, like, a really, like, rounded, circular hallway. It just really reminded me of the one that Korg is in, in Ragnarok. It's, like, that never-ending circle oh, yep, yep. hallway. I don't know. It just really reminded me of it. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but... Well, I hope <laughs> so they do. I think anything that they take from Thor Ragnarok to continue on with the series is the right way to go because the first two Thor movies were just really like not great and like taking any like Asgardian references or like anything fun and colorful and bright from that movie is just the way to go. It's the right way yeah, to go. Yeah, I agree. I, I do love the first Thor I know a lot of people hate it, but I, d- I do love that one. <laughs> it's just, I think it's just the wig. The wig will Ooh, just throw me off. That Thor's eyebrows, too. But um. <laughs> <laughs> um, Also, another thing, I don't know if too many people noticed this in the first episode, or if you noticed it, but for, like, 
a tiny second, Loki made direct eye contact, like, into the camera. Mm. I don't know if you I caught that, but that. I, I've, I've been telling so many people about this, and, like, no one, <laughs> not really a lot of people have caught it, um, but it reminded me a lot of WandaVision, so I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for um, a WandaVision connection to come in. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of it. I mean, in the... When we hear, uh, what is her name? Um, the, what, Tara Strong voices her. She's the little clock. What is her name? Oh, Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes. Thank you. Um, she's (laughs) going over, like, why Loki's there. Basically, she's just on repeat playing for people. Um, and she says, like, when you went off as a variant, you created a Nexus event, which Nexus, like, was talked about in WandaVision um, and is directly tied to like her powers and stuff. So that I think there's going to be so many, so many references to WandaVision because when you think about it, like the multiverse of madness is going to like, is Mm -hmm. directly affected by the events of what is happening in Loki and what happened in WandaVision. So I do hope we get more like subtle references as we Yeah, I I am very excited to connect to WandaVision, um, <laughs> which, like, makes me question, I mean, Wanda is so powerful, but why wouldn't the TVA come or try to come after Wanda? <laughs> or maybe they did, I don't know, but that was just, like, I wonder why the TVA never got involved with Wanda creating her fake reality. Because maybe it was supposed to happen. Maybe it was. Or is she just too powerful for them? <laughs> I don't know. And they know it. Maybe she... I don't know. <laughs> I, I think know. she's involved somehow. Um, <laughs> and then, oh yeah, something I, I remembered. When, when Miss Minutes was explaining everything over the loudspeaker, I think she did say Multiverse of Madness. Oh yeah, or, like, she the did. the Multiverse, yes. yeah, will descend into madness or something. So I was like, ooh. Yeah. So that was also just a really fun. I just love when Marvel does those little tie-ins to like reference other things. But like, um, as we see at the end of episode two, uh, we are definitely going to be getting a multiverse of madness, uh, set up. Oh, um, yes. yes. Yeah. Is uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with episode one, or should we move on to episode two? Um. Oh yeah. There there was one other thing when they were talking about um. I guess it kind of ties in it too but when they were talking about the branching timelines um mm-hmm. the way miss minutes explained it is kind of exactly how the ancient one explained it in Endgame. so i i just have to wonder if the ancient one or dr strange has anything to do with these alleged timekeepers or the tva yeah i think if if I think for sure, I think you're right. Um, I don't know if Doctor Strange knows yet, or if that's something he will learn mm-hmm. about in Multiverse of Madness. Um, but that there's definitely a connection. Um, you know, they're supposed to be the guardians of the Infinity Stones, uh, especially of the of the the Time Stone, at least um, in that universe. So to make sure that that stays and doesn't get messed with, um, so maybe that's kind of the the purpose of the doctor strange movie is that he finds out about something happening with the multiverse and has to research like who the timekeepers are and how all this happened so i don't know maybe maybe that'll be like a huge plot point for the movie i hope so <laughs> yeah that'll be very right. cool cool so then um jumping into the madness that will happen in episode two um it is titled the variant and it aired on june 16th uh loki joins a tva mission to the site of an attack by the variant um in 1985 oshkosh wisconsin uh, but derails it by stalling and attempting to bargain his way into meeting the timekeepers who created the tva and the sacred timeline Renslayer objects to Loki's involvement, but Mobius convinces her to give him another chance. After researching TVA files, Loki theorizes that the variant is hiding near apocalyptic events throughout time where their actions do not affect the timeline. 
Loki and Mobius confirm this possibility by visiting Pompeii in 79 AD before deducing that the variant is hiding during a hurricane in 2050, Alabama. Loki, Mobius, and the TVA agents are ambushed there by the variant who possesses the bodies of several locals and TVA agent Hunter B-15. The variant reveals herself to be a female incarnation of Loki and rejects his offer to overthrow the timekeepers together. She sends the stolen activated reset charges to various points along the sacred timeline. The charges activate, creating numerous new branch timelines, throwing the TVA into disarray. She teleports away and Loki follows her. I don't think they really missed anything in this recap unless there was something that you caught that was missed, but I think they got all the main points. Um, But yeah, this was a very fun episode uh, because we got to see like Pompeii happening and Loki (laughs) kind of making a fool out of himself there, which was really fun. And then actually meeting Lady Loki for the first time, which was cool. Uh, what What did you think about this episode? Um, well, as the first episode, I loved this episode. Um, I thought the Pompeii bit was so funny. He was like, nothing matters. And again, (laughs) that reminded me of WandaVision when, what was that scene? She was like, she was basically like, nothing matters, whatever, when she was, Mm -hmm. when she was pretty down. Um, that scene was great. I, I actually have to say my favorite part was, this was the salad episode, right? Where, oh, um, this was the salad episode, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed the salad uh, Ragnarok metaphor um, and, and how attached uh, Mobius was to that salad. Um, I, I really did enjoy that. Wouldn't it have been so good if they actually would have gone to Ragnarok if Mobius wasn't like, I'm not letting you go to asgard are you kidding me oh yeah i forgot about that oh my gosh i was kind of hoping i was like what if they go um but yeah um ragnarok i feel has a really big influence on the show which is great and i i i didn't really expect it to but i guess like it does make a lot of sense that it Mm -hmm. would because it was the last um kind of like loki movie other than um the eight minutes of infinity war (laughs) right um what else is in this episode i i've seen some other people say this there was like a receptionist who really reminded me of uh, roz from monsters inc i think that's her name (laughs) that's i don't know you've seen that movie right of course oh yeah of course Uh, amazing she really reminded me of her um and i've seen other people say it so i thought that was really funny um uh the other thing i keep seeing is when they were in the hurricane and like loki was looking up like at the storm in the rain um people have been saying that he was kind of looking up because of thor and like with with the lightning and everything oh i didn't even notice that really sad (laughs) yeah so upsetting because i i think it was because i just remember now i'm thinking of when was it avengers when when captain america was like what scared of a little lightning Mm -hmm. um just thinking of that scene and that is not overly fond of what follows (laughs) he says so it, it kind of seemed like, oh, he, he missed Thor and he, he wanted him to be there. Mm-hmm. Makes well, me very he, he could be because he's not dead. Um, what? So the Wikipedia kind of touches on this, but I wish there was a little bit more on there. But basically, when they go to this first place in Wisconsin, they're at like a Renaissance fair, basically. And um, the the female Loki um, takes in one of the TVA agents with her um, when she escapes. And then you see when they find her in this place in Alabama, in this like storm store, uh, they find her just like sweating and she's like, it was real. It was real. It was real. Um, Which I think is really important for what happens in the next episode. Um, So like you could tell that like she had like, maybe mess with her mind or something, but you don't really know what happened in this episode. Um, so, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. I totally I totally forgot about that part. I really liked, I think the Renaissance Fair was referencing Asgard. 
again. Um, but of course, I, yeah, I, I really liked that the part where Loki was kind of stalling um, and and trying to trick them, and then we had which the was whole... so apparent. Like as I was watching, I was like, he is totally stalling like there there is nothing going on right now he's not actually figuring out what's happening like come on i i am just so whipped for him i think i believe everything he says which is exactly (laughs) what he wants right exactly (laughs) yeah that that part was was really cool and i liked how loki had to i mean i think a, a really big theme so far is trust and loki had to he's kind of playing with the trust that Mobius has in him. So I, has I trust really issues. like it. I, <laughs> I would have trust issues too. I mean, like everything that happened to him growing up, like, like, come on. For I think there's, that's a whole, that's a whole nother topic we can get into, like about how, <laughs> like, I feel like this entire, and I've talked about this on other episodes, but the entire phase four so far has just been about trauma in almost mm. every aspect. Every single character that we've talked about and that have had, their own TV shows and stuff. It's always about trauma. And that, I mean, Loki is a fun character, but Loki has been through a lot. And that's kind of the way that he is because of, of, you know, the, the trauma that he's gone through. So of course he's going to have yeah. trust issues, right? Like that's going to be a huge thing, which I think even going into the next episode and getting to know the other Loki uh, or she doesn't actually go by Loki. Uh, she goes by Sylvie. Um, that's again, like who who do we trust? Who, what is really going on? Like, can we trust this person? Can we trust our Loki? Like, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot there about trust. That's I think. Yeah, I think you're right and, on that note. Yeah, I mean, now that you're saying this, it's like more and more is coming up in my head. Is also, can we trust the TVA? Um, no, personally. I do not trust them. <laughs> they absolutely not. Our sketch. I I don't. Episode two was the episode where I was like, I really don't think the timekeepers are even real. Um, and I I don't trust the TVA. I think they might be working for like a false cause. They're all being lied to by by something. Um, so yeah, there's yeah. some there's some trust issues all around, and I think maybe that's like the arc of this show um is is trust and maybe loki learning to trust or or something like that yeah there's and i guess this is another thing this is like a off-topic thing that i could bring up but like when we talk about time travel like there there there's this weird uh, there's this weird thing about like about like gatekeeping um so how who who decides like what the timeline is and like what can and can't go forth i mean obviously yeah like if you mess with the time travel you mess with the timeline like things will get messed up along the way but as we see in in like regular pop culture a lot of times you'll get like a butterfly effect um and it'll change everything but as far as we're concerned in the marvel universe if somebody goes back in time and messes something up it just creates another timeline it doesn't mess with the one that they're from um so i just like who who gets to gatekeep the time and why you know like who yeah how how who determines like oh actually i am the the sacred time person and nobody (laughs) can tell me otherwise you know yeah yeah who is the person who decided Steve Rogers did not need to be arrested by the TVA. There you go. <laughs> he went back to be with Peggy. <laughs> and like, maybe that's like Sylvie's purpose is to overthrow this timeline and to really like reveal like what is actually going on. Um, and then we see in episode three that we're going to talk about in a minute is that like, mm, actually like, the TVA has already kind of shown its its ass a little bit because we were told one thing in the first episode, but then by episode three, we learned that that was a lie. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting because we don't know who to trust. We don't know what Sylvie's actual purpose is, really. Mm-hmm. But but I, I I don't know. I feel like it's all chaos. But I mean, that's all Loki's <laughs> are supposed to do is is chaos, oh, basically. So, <laughs> so I. 
would trust Sylvie with my life, I think. <laughs> oh, no. I would never. As much as I simp for Loki, I would never trust a Loki with my life. Like, ever. <laughs> I, think I mean, I come on. Remember remember when with the snake situation? In oh, Ragnarok yeah. with Thor? Honestly, oh, he can he can do whatever he wants to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, I, was, uh, I guess on same topic of trust the trust i have with marvel um at the <laughs> end of episode two i i think when all the timelines were branching out um there was like a tv or something where we saw like vormir xandar asgard new york um and i i don't know what's up with that is that just a little reference like hey we know these places are we going to these places hmm what That's, is happening that could have just been a reference to like we allowed this time travel to happen like for a greater purpose because that's where all of the avengers went like all of those locations Mm -hmm. like so that could be why yeah um i'm very curious about that i wonder if it will come back into play or if it was just like a one-off kind of cool easter egg thing and then we did get to see in this episode, like, the enchanting powers of Sylvie for the first time. Um, so that um, a lot of people were like, is she Enchantress? Is she Lady Loki? And I think, like, the, the biggest explanation is that the MCU is just creating a mixture of both as the character, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. Uh, so you get yeah. Sylvie, who is technically enchantress in the comics but you get lady loki you get her she she said that she used to be a loki she has the crown um so yeah pretty cool what a badass very badass (laughs) um which also like leads me to think like in our timeline loki's dead so like could lady loki could sylvie be in our timeline alive could we still get some mischief could we get some some thor lady loki mischief in uh love and thunder that is a good point oh i i hate when when i am reminded about the fact that um loki is dead in our timeline it's like actually dead (laughs) yeah I I think I think I made a TikTok about this. It was like I don't remember exactly what it was. It was like when people remind me that Loki's actually dead. I, I don't want to hear it. Just like, I, shh. Oh, devastated still. Yeah. Oh, um. I think we'll never another, never not be over it. No, no, never. Trauma traumatic experience in the movie theater oh, yes. on that one. Very traumatic. Um. I think I think another thing I really was thinking during all of episode two is that Tom Hiddleston is just so, 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 so meant to play Loki. And I think <laughs> the understanding that he has of this character is it just like it is so baffling. He is incredible and he loves Loki so much. So I, I really appreciate how much he loves his character. I don't think anyone else could have done it. Oh, yeah. I think uh, the MCU in general did a really great job casting, like, the main, the mm. main, like, few. To the point even where, like, Loki, like, Tom Hiddleston, I think, when they started making more Loki comics, because Loki was always there, but I, I, I think he got revived a lot in the comic era, like, when when Avengers came out, because people were, like, so into it. So you can see in a lot of the like more recent comics like loki resembles uh tom hiddleston a lot more because people like <laughs> really love him because he did a fantastic job uh so oh, yeah it's, it's so sweet i actually was like lucky enough to meet him when he was on broadway a couple mm. years ago and Ugh. oh he he was so he was amazing i i just it was the day that the day of some Comic-Con when Loki, the Loki show was announced or we got more info on it or something. And I like told him how excited I was about the Loki show. And now just watching this, I'm like thinking back to that. Um, <laughs> it was so sweet. Um, but I'm so yeah, jealous I, of you. Oh, he, I saw him. He was in Betrayal and he, he was amazing. Um, and yeah, he, he signed my, my little playbill. Um mm. He he was very charming and and sweet. Um, 
And yeah, I just I, I love that I got to tell him that I was excited for the show because now I'm watching it and I am excited. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, he he was meant to play Loki and and I did you hear about the the symposium he did? Um, no, I did not. On set. I mean, he had like a recent interview where he was talking about it in on the set of Loki for like Owen Wilson or like people who didn't know Marvel at all, he gave like a three hour like lecture about Loki to everybody. <laughs> and apparently like um Elizabeth Olsen and Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan and Paul Bettany were also like on the lot while he was doing it, but they weren't invited, so there was a whole uproar between all of them <laughs> that they were not invited to the, the Loki lecture that, that Tom gave. And they were all they were giving him a bit of a bit of um shit for it, especially Anthony Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But yeah, I mean, yeah, just hearing that how he can talk about Loki for three hours straight is really relatable. <laughs> I love him. I'm, I love <laughs> I love him so much. Is he is that <sighs> Tom Hendelson stands? Um yeah, any anything else on episode two before we move on? I don't. I think that's it for episode two. Okay, because episode three has been my favorite so far, <sighs> so I'm really excited to talk about it. Same, same, same. <laughs> uh, so episode three is titled Lamentous, uh, and it aired June 23rd. So Loki follows the variant who goes by Sylvie to the TVA. Sylvie attempts to visit the timekeepers while Loki tries to apprehend her. Renslayer attacks both of them, so Loki uses a tempath to teleport himself and Sylvie away. They arrive at 2077 Lamentus 1, a moon that is soon to be crushed by a planet. Both cannot escape due to the tempad having run out of power. They agree to work together because Loki has magically hidden the tempad, while only Sylvie knows how to recharge it. They sneak aboard on a train bound for the Ark, an evacuation spaceship, intending to use that Ark to recharge the tempad. Loki gets drunk, causing the guards to discover them. During the fight, Loki is thrown off the train and Sylvie follows him. Loki shows that the tempad is broken, so the duo change their plan, intending to commit commandeer the ark to escape during their journey on foot sylvie says that the tva's workers are all variants rather than creations of the timekeepers as mobius claimed loki and sylvie fight their way through guards while trying to board the ark but the ark is destroyed by a meteor leaving them stranded ah this episode was so Mm -hmm. much uh so in this episode um loki comes out as a bisexual king which is wonderful (laughs) um they are having a little a little drink um, on the train and they're just kind of like getting to know each other, which I think is kind of sus and I'll explain in a minute. Um, they're mm-hmm. getting to know each other and uh, Loki basically says that he's dabbled in, in all genders and likes to just like flirt around and doesn't have anyone hold, like to hold down um, back in his timeline because <laughs> why would he? Um <laughs> And then he basically says, like, I I assume the same for you. And Sylvie, like, smiles but doesn't answer. So we don't really know what to pick up from that. But, uh, but yeah. So I have some theories, and I think you probably might have some theories <laughs> as well. So do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Um, you can you can start. Okay. Firstly, this episode was beautiful. Uh this episode mm-hmm. had like bisexual energy all around it it had like these beautiful like pink and purple like this like lilac um hues the entire time it was great um again i think the ragnarok comparison is really good because ragnarok was just a really colorful film um Mm -hmm. so whenever marvel like emits that in their content i just i i love it um so it's a very colorful episode um there is this scene where Sylvie goes to try to enchant Loki um, and he kind of like pushes back on her um, so she can't do it. And then he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, what are you doing? Um, me, like making the audience think, you know, it didn't work. Um, it's, nobody's enchanted. But I think otherwise. I think that this entire episode was an enchantment and I could be wrong. Um, 
And I don't know who's doing it, which is the worst part. Um, could it be that Sylvie did succeed and made it seem like she didn't succeed? Or could it be that Loki did backfire it on her um, and is trying to learn how to use it from like just backfiring? Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I think that is because we talk a lot about trust uh, at the beginning of this uh-huh. episode. And I think both Lokis are smart enough to know not to trust anybody. And they both open up very well to each other in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. They just keep talking to each other and revealing things about themselves. There's a scene where Loki's like asking her about how to enchant people and she just tells him, um, which makes me believe more that Loki's in control. This could all be wrong and they could both be just walking around and neither of them are enchanted. But I think it'd be really cool if that was the case and one of them was um, under a spell, especially because the beginning of the episode, um, which isn't talked about in the recap, but we see um, how Sylvie is manipulating the TVA agent's um, brain to like make her think Mm -hmm. that she is like back at home having like a drink with one of her pals and the entire scene is different um she really believes that she's there uh it's just it's cool um i think that we were tricked especially because the episode ends seemingly making you think that like there's no way off and they're gonna die and it's that's the way it Uh is i feel like they were never on that planet and that he is in her brain because she has been on this planet before because she knows about the planet. She knows what happens. Mm. Anyway, that's that's just me rambling. Oh, Kayla, what do you think? My goodness. Yeah, that just blew my mind. I <laughs> <laughs> I did not consider that at all. I was just along for the ride, but oh my goodness, this makes this makes a lot of sense. Listen, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I was very wrong about wanting Mephisto to show up. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Oh, it's, I mean, if it is wrong, it, I think it's pretty, it's pretty genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. No, that, that could be, I, I didn't think any of that was going on, but that could be cause I'm not sure. Um, when we saw Sylvie and Chant, um, that woman, I, I don't know why that would come in. Um, otherwise, now that I'm thinking about it, um, and I did have this note here that. I, I just noted that Loki keeps getting himself into these situations um, where he's basically facing death because of his own, like, arrogance and need for attention. Um, so I don't know, maybe if if Sylvie is the one in, enchanting him, uh, maybe she's trying to show him show him that or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a lot of sense, too. And that is true. Every know. single situation he gets in is, like, a near-death <laughs> experience because he's he is arrogant um so that is very true and i mean that shows itself too when he gets drunk on the train (laughs) changes back into his like tva uniform and is like singing along which melted my heart by the way like sing to me tom hiddleston like whenever you want (laughs) i forget that that man can sing and and when that happened i i feel like i had an out-of-body experience (laughs) (laughs) Oh so my god, good. what it's is so better good. than a bisexual Loki singing to you? I, I truly do not know what could be better than that. I love it. I love <laughs> it. So oh my good. god, I, oh, I, I saw an edit on TikTok, actually. It was, it was him singing the, I think it was that Asgardian song, and it had like rain pouring down mm. on, on top of him singing, and I saved it, and I'm going to listen to it forever. <laughs> I'm going to make you add me on TikTok so you could just send me all of your Loki yes. stuff. I will. Yes. <laughs> um, um, I do want to yeah. give a quick shout out to new rock stars. I probably talk about them too much, but um, Eric Voss is great. I I was like waiting for his recent episode on this like patiently. I was like staring at my screen. So no, it was very impatiently um, because I, that's all I was thinking about was how this episode I could have I could have thunk. Something was up and it didn't seem like things are right. So if you want more information on that theory, go watch uh, New Rockstars because he goes into a huge detail of why he thinks that it could be um, 
like all in one of their heads uh, and has a whole bunch of different points that he points out but um yeah just putting that out there that's sick yeah it's, it's very cool um but yeah well let's see what else yeah i guess like back to my my point i think like a big plot point is is loki just like kind of realizing that he does get himself into these situations like and and that's how he died like he watched himself die because he was arrogant and he needed attention um so i mean i guess he didn't learn from that so i wonder what will anything make him learn i i don't know probably not i don't think that he will i I think the way that i see it um is that a lot of characters have character growth, right? Like we see um, at the end of Ragnarok, like him and Thor are like buddies again, whatever else. <laughs> Loki's one of those characters, especially like when you think about like Norse mythology as well, like it is truly his nature to be chaotic. It is his nature <laughs> to be this person. So I think no matter what, no matter what, if he has character growth and we see him, you know, learn more about himself during the series and like we're like oh he's a great person and he's better he's always gonna be the god of mischief like he's always gonna be that person so there's not a lot of character growth that can actually happen for him sadly like he could be more empathetic maybe but he's still gonna he's still gonna be the way that he is like always Mm -hmm. um which kind of sucks but also like it's who he is and that's why we love yeah. him and it'll move the plot it. forward i yeah i love it i i would not want him to change <laughs> in that in that area um again what else did i say about oh this episode also had um i one of my friends brought this up to me it had like big like twin energy like fred and george weasley twin energy between mm-hmm. Loki and Sylvie and I I just love their back and forth so much oh yeah there's actually like in the fighting scenes too at the end like they are mimicking each other which is really cool and that's another thing like like I said are they mimicking each other because one person is controlling the other's thoughts or are they actually Mm -hmm. just that much in sync who knows and also it kind of reminds me there's like some I don't know if it's new powers, but Loki magic powers that we haven't seen him do before. Um, (laughs) That one part where, like, some structure falling on them and he kind of stops it um, midair. So good. Mm -hmm. I think I watched that, like, a million times. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, we've never seen him do that before. We never seen him do like the little fireworks thing um, in the palm of his hand, which was adorable. Um, so there's a lot of new magic and new powers that he he suddenly has during this that I I honestly didn't know he could do. Mm-hmm. And like, is that attributed to the fact that like Loki himself hasn't had a lot of screen time, so we haven't been able to see that, or? Is it because, like, something's going on that's making him have new powers? Like, being around Mm -hmm. um, Sylvie, who has other forms of powers, like, maybe he can, like, learn more about himself through these variants and stuff. Like, I guess we'll find out. Because if you look at the trailer of, like, the, the, the announcement trailer and, like, showing you more about the series... It seems that we do get to meet other Lokis on their adventures. So maybe we will get to see some other Lokis. Um, we'll see. And he can learn more I, stuff. I I usually don't... I don't really like watching trailers because I, I like being completely surprised by by the show. So I don't like seeing like the footage and being like, oh, that, that scene hasn't happened yet. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's really interesting. I, I'm that, sorry if I spoiled that for you. Oh, no. <laughs> totally good. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I, I honestly have not even thought about, um, what's to come, but I, I do know that Tom Hiddleston said that the next two episodes are, like, the biggest episodes. Ooh, that's exciting, because I thought this episode was really big, so. Yeah, right? Yeah, he said, I think he, he was, like, expect the unexpected, um, like, these next two episodes are gonna be huge, so they're going lots of places, um. I'm I'm super excited because yeah I also thought this episode was 
kind of like the the big not the big climax but like pretty big events Mm -hmm. happening yeah yeah i'm excited because it's it sucks to think that we are halfway through the series because i feel like it's going by so fast um and there's only three more episodes uh so like what are they gonna do i don't know Uh, but we're getting a season two right i thought we were Maybe. I know that they've announced, sure. like, a couple different ones will get, like, season twos and stuff, but, like, mm. who knows, like, how long that will be. <laughs> I I hope so. Um, Just looking at... I'm looking at my notes. I wrote bisexual planet. Bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of that going on. Um, I also... Oh, another big thing that they kind of dropped on us was... um. Everyone working for the TVA is a variant. So yeah. that's pretty big. But my immediate thought was there is an infinite number of, of Mobius, of Owen Wilsons. There's <laughs> infinite Owen Wilsons <laughs> in this that. universe now, which is a, a very exciting. And like exactly what I was talking about <laughs> earlier is that like, this is what I mean when, when both of us are saying like, you, you can't trust the TVA is that. That's what they told Loki was that all these people were created by the timekeepers and that's their purpose. But like really all of these people were variants themselves that the timekeepers have just taken on to work for them and to like wipe their memory. Like, hold up. That sketch. Yeah. That, that one guy didn't even know what a fish was, but (laughs) he definitely, he definitely does know what a fish is (laughs) at some point. So very, very sketchy, sketchy things going on. But, but yeah, I, I did love how they, how they dropped that on us. It was a really cool piece of information. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll, um, let's see. Oh, another note I had. It just says another in all, ca- in all caps. Um, when Loki was, like, drinking and he, like, slammed <laughs> his drink, it was like, another. I just loved the Thor callback. The callback, and, yeah. Yeah, they're really, they're really... I think each episode has really made a reference to how much of Thor is in Loki, which which makes me sad and hopefully might be teeing up some Thor Love and Thunder stuff. But I, it's so sweet. I think it's very sweet. It is very sweet. Yeah, that scene <laughs> was really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. What other notes? Do you have any other notes on this episode? Um, I think... No, that was it. Um, again, just about trust. Like we're seeing a lot of trust in like the Loki Sylvie dynamic. Um, and and Loki is, is surprisingly very open to <laughs> to tell her things. Um, I they both are, and that's why I'm so weirded out by it because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Loki is arrogant, but he's smart. Like he is very mm-hmm. smart, and I don't think that he would reveal himself that easily. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a really good, a really good point. Um, but then, yeah, because I'm wondering if 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 this is like the path we're going on, then when he got drunk, um, was that all a show? Then was was that all to trick Sylvie even more? Um, or or did he actually like get drunk and and mess everything up just because he's chaotic? I know. I guess we'll find out if if that theory is correct or if they actually are stranded, per se, on this (laughs) on this planet, doomed to die. Um, If (laughs) if they are if they are stranded, doomed to die. I the first thing I said when the episode ended, I was like, Owen Wilson to the rescue. (laughs) Either that or like, what if what if there is like another loki that she has like teamed up with like another loki (laughs) variant who will like swoop in and save them i don't know there's so many things that could happen like yeah they they've really with the tva and and all this they've really opened up so many possibilities like i think as fans we kind of thought we had everything all figured out after endgame um uh, but now i think we're all kind of lost again (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, yeah on how this universe actually works. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to find out. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking about the, the the future and things like that, is there anything uh, that's being alluded to that you have any theories of or just in general, like things that you're excited about uh, that are coming out um, in the phase four of the MCU? Yeah, yeah, I have um, I have some theories notes. Um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I mean, I think definitely Loki, WandaVision, and Doctor Strange are all going to connect. Um, I I th- I think Loki will be in Multiverse of Madness, um, or maybe the post credit scene. I mean, I'm assuming there's a post credit scene for the end of Loki. Maybe that will oh, be. Yeah. Something we'll probably Doctor get them Strange. if not next week we'll probably start getting them the week after uh, uh, i'm so excited for them um <laughs> so i i really thought the last post credit in wandavision was going to be like actually dr strange like i, th- I thought he was going to be in it um oh, he for wasn't sure. but um i don't know maybe maybe with the show he will be um and then i also think this show is going to connect to Thor Love and Thunder and the Guardians. Because um, I, I know, like we said, in those branching timeline TV screens, there is Xandar and there is Ego. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I think Loki is going to really connect all of this. Um, maybe even the spider, Spider-Men, Spider-Mans, all the Spider-Men. <laughs> All the Spider-Mens. Will, <laughs> will um, come into this somehow. Um, but yeah, I, I think he really is connecting all of it. And then I, I also think that Doctor Strange is going to be like the next Civil War. Um, like I think it's going to be the the Civil War of, of this new phase. That would be really cool. Yeah, just like a, like a big event um, that everyone's in, but it's a Doctor Strange movie. And kind of has like very permanent lasting effects on the future of Marvel. Oh, for sure. That would be really cool because I know that like, well, one that starts the multiverse so we could get like different characters from like the like Fox merger come through. But also like everybody is being like set up to believe that Wanda is going to be the villain in um the doctor strange movie so that like uh, yeah that could very much be like another civil war situation and having like like you said lasting events uh lasting effects happen so i think that is a very good theory queen um what about you do you have do you have theories do you have something you're really excited for next um i don't really have too many theories going on (laughs) at the moment because I feel like everything's just up in the air with Marvel, which is weird and wild. Um, Some things that I would like to see, I know we've had a lot of talks about like seeing the other Spider-Man pop up in the Multiverse (laughs) of Madness. And like, I know it's a Doctor Strange movie, but like all I think about is Into the Spider-Verse and I'm like, are they going to cast a Mm. Miles? Are they going to cast a Spider-Gwen? Um, like is Emma Emma Stone gonna be Spider Gwen? <laughs> like, what? Um, that would be really cool. Um, I'm really excited for the Eternals. Oh um, my gosh! Yes, because that trailer didn't give me enough. Like it gave me a lot, but yeah. not enough. Yeah, um, and I, 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 yeah, I, I haven't read a lot of Eternals comics so I don't know a lot about them but I'm just really curious to see where that story takes us considering like what were they doing <laughs> when the snap well the mm. blip happened like what were they doing when when their cousin Thanos was like <laughs> trying to murder everybody <laughs> yeah um, yeah is it is it kind of like a um Captain Marvel situation where you know there's there's bigger fish to fry than than Earth I mean, and- well, but I it's, guess such it kind of... it's such a cop out. It's such a cop out. It's such a huge event, uh, even for <laughs> for Captain Marvel. That whole situation of her being like, "There's bigger fish to fry," which, like, yeah. I get it. There is like there, this is a big universe, but also like Thanos was like doing that to a whole bunch of planets, and he was trying to do it to all the planets. It was just a lot. Yeah, so. unbothered queen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that is that is Carol for sure. Um, but for me, like for the Eternals, like he, like the, I forgot whoever Angelina Jolie is playing. Um, her character is literally like a, a cousin of Thanos. 
So like at least in her in yeah. their argument, like they know he exists. So like they how did they ignore that? You know, like Carol really was off doing shit. But like <laughs> what what is their excuse? I yeah, and, I just need to yeah. know. And what is the TV's excuse? Are you, are you they really want me to believe that Thanos trying to wipe out half the planet and all the destruction and everything was the sacred timeline. Right. I don't because know. Because it was okay she... because the Avengers were supposed to go back and do all that. And that just that I... just seems like a lot of extra effort. That's I'm, I'm really curious to know what the sacred timeline is. Like what what they are like <laughs> this this is gonna happen? Yes, that's fine. We could let that we'll let it slide right now. Wait, yeah, what is what is their goal? I don't know. I don't know, but we'll find out, I guess, by the end of season one, hopefully. Oh, yeah. I, I would hope so. Very, right. very sketchy. Um, I think one more um, kind of just observation of, of Loki in general that I wrote down is, I don't know if you've, like, watched the credits, but there are a lot of women creators and a lot of women in the credits, which shocked me. Because we don't see that ever in film and TV, and it was very refreshing to see so many names um, of women in the credits who contributed to the show. So very, very happy about that. I love that. That is really very good. Sick. Yeah, I, I, I was the show just... is doing so well right now. <laughs> oh my god, like for real. I, I just, during the first episode, I remember watching it, I was like, oh my god, like another another woman. Like another another, I don't know. It was just it's it's exciting, <laughs> it's refreshing, and it is very gives refreshing. Me, gives me hope as someone <laughs> um going into television, and and in yeah. in television production. <laughs> yeah, I think um, um they said like everywhere that I've seen on Twitter, um Kate Heron is the director, um and everybody's like thank her for including loki's like sexuality uh for Mm -hmm. sure because because that was like something that she was like this is happening and i'm making it happen and i'm letting everybody know and y'all could suck my ass basically yeah (laughs) and it i think it was done beautifully Uh, by the way that that kate heron did not uh say suck my ass uh (laughs) i'm saying that on me on behalf of her so (laughs) (laughs) i i think she would agree Actually, I don't know her at all, <laughs> but maybe she would. I just followed her on Twitter, so Same, that. same. Oh, oh my gosh. I was also going to just bring up, well, circling back to the beginning, Eternals, Harry Styles, al- allegedly in Eternals. Oh, I heard that. I did hear that. <laughs> that so, is amazing. We'll see about, well, we will see about that. If, if Harry is in Marvel, I think I will just... I don't know what will happen to me. I'm not sure. <laughs> I know. I, we already have Kit Harrington and um, oh. I forget the actor that plays Rob, um, but both of them are going to be in Eternals too. It's just like too much. Oh, goodness. It's too much. Like my, my first three seasons of Game <laughs> of Thrones heart, like can't take it. They're killing me. <laughs> but um, excited. Yeah. So before... I wrap it up. I'm going to give a quick shout out to Uppercut. So the Snap is a byproduct of Uppercut, which is a games and media site devoted to punching up through high quality content that focuses on highlighting marginalized voices and great criticism. You can find us on all social media at Uppercut Crit and UppercutCrit.com. If you want to hang out with us and our various friends to chat about the Snap and more, you can join our Discord server. The link will be in the show notes. And if you enjoy the show, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, Kayla, where can people find you? You can find me, like I said, um, at the beginning on TikTok, so so Kayla. Um, you can find me on Spotify. Um, just Outcry is my EP. My name is Kayla, K A L A H. You can find me on Instagram as Kayla K K, and Twitter and basically anything else is just my full name, Kayla Karloff. Um, I th- that's. That's all the platforms that I'm on, I think. I think I covered them all. 
You got it. <laughs> uh, and then, like I said, I'm going to link your um, your EP in the show notes. Um, oh, so definitely look out for that. Um, you can find me. My Kayla is spelled differently than hers. So <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at OA Kayla. Um, and same for other social medias. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks, Kayla, for, for talking about the first half of Loki with me. Yes. Thank you, Kayla. <laughs> I love it. It's it's like, look, this is us. Like I I'll be I'll be uh, Lady Loki or you could be whoever you want to be, and then we'll be like the mirrored twins Amazing. of this of this series if you want. Perfect. Um Perfect. <laughs> um yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um this has been great. Um like I said, Loki is my favorite, so love talking about him all the time. Yay um so yeah thanks for coming on thanks for listening our next episode will be um on the season finale of loki in a couple weeks um so until next time we'll see you in a blip